Welcome to the Tape Ministry of the Embassy of the Word of God, where God is releasing men and women into exploits through the preaching of the Word of Faith. Be transformed and impacted as you listen to God's Word. this the role of a good local church praise God and we established the last time that the church is called the called out one Matthew 16 18 Jesus said I will build my church and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it and then the second point of note we also established that the church is called the body of Christ and we found that from the book of 1st Corinthians chapter 12 verse 27 and that every believer is a member of that body praise God every believer is a member of the body Ephesians 1 22 and 23 it tells us that every believer is a member of the body of Christ and has put all things take note of that word all things it will appear again because I'll be talking about the Antichrist tonight and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church hallelujah which is his body he calls the body the church his body the fullness of him that filleth all in all so the church meets together now the third point is the church as well meets together for worship and for training in righteousness first corinthians 14 23 he says and when you the whole church he says if therefore the whole church be come together into one place that tells us that the church meets in a place a locality and this group of people that meet in this locality belong to that local place, that one place. So that is a physical building where they meet in. So the believer is also called, and then also, and in this place we receive training, you see, okay? Because it says, and all speak with tongues, and they come in those, in those that are unlearned or unbelievers, would they not see that ye are mad? So it talks about two groups of people, unlearned, or untrained or untaught so it is not because the speaking in talks is wrong it's just because the people that are listening have not been taught or they are unbelievers the scripture says they will say you are mad so that scripture again emphasizes the believer meeting in one place as part of the body the local body praise god now the believer is also called christ in first corinthians chapter 12 from the verse number 12 to 14 first corinthians chapter 12 the verse number 12 to 14 for as the body is one and has many members and all the members of that one body be many 
are one body, so also is Christ. The believer is also called Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. So we establish that we are born for the body is not one member, but what? Many. So all the individual members of the body are called Christ, and we are members of one body called the church. Praise God. Now the believer is also baptized into the body by the promised Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The believer is baptized. From that scripture we see that we are baptized into the body by the promised Holy Spirit. Praise God. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. And I think, or oh, I think last week I rather talked about baptisms. But a week before I talked about a good local church. So I'm doing the part two of that because I needed to explain this. So last week we did baptisms and today we are doing the good local church part two. Praise God. So the believer is baptized into the body by the promise of the spirit. Praise God. And then Christ is the head of the church and we all are members of his body. Colossians 1.18 and then Ephesians 5.23. We can take the Ephesians 5.23. Ephesians 5.23. Um, this is all a recap of what we have already done. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body. So Jesus Christ as the savior of the body and that scripture is also telling us that the he gave birth to the church by becoming a savior to the body, the church. And this he did in his resurrection. Praise God. He did this in his resurrection. So um, Paul goes on to show us how the believer can identify with the church. Praise God. So one identifies with the church. That is the body of Christ, okay, in a local place or in the body of Christ, the universal body of Christ, through faith in the gospel. Faith in the gospel. And we've already defined what the gospel is already in some other series. You can go back to that and look at that. By believing in the gospel. So you become a believer and part of the body when you have faith in the gospel. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. That scripture in First Corinthians 6, 17. The scripture says, For ye are all what? Ye are all one in Christ Jesus. For ye that is, sorry, this is he that is joined to the Lord. In um, the earlier verse we read in 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about ye are all one. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. We are joined to the Lord, therefore we are one spirit with the Lord. Praise God. Hence, this is referring to the believer and what we have in Christ. We are one with him. We have come into union with him. And in this union with him, we identify with him as our head. We are the body. So Paul, in writing to the believers in a lot of his letters, will say, in Christ, will use words like in Christ, Christ in you, he will use in him, by him, through him, through whom, for whom. All these words are words of identification. And we identify with Christ in his death. The gospel is the preaching of Christ 
and his death, burial, and resurrection and ascension. Praise God. So when he died by identification, we died with him. When he, Jesus, died, you died. The unbeliever died because he died as a sinner. He died as sin. So you died. You have to identify with this. And this is what we believe. This is what makes you a believer. When he died, you died. Romans chapter 6, the verse number 3 to 4. When he died, we died. When he was buried by identification, we were buried. So by identification, we identify with Christ through faith in the gospel. But the gospel is the death, burial, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so that means that the understanding of that is this, is what I'm explaining now. Is that when Jesus died, you died. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into what? His death. So baptism into Christ is first baptism into his death. And I'm not talking about water baptism here. I'm talking about being born again. You have been immersed in him. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up, so when he raised by identification, we rose with him from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, we also should walk in newness of life. This is what gives you the newness of life. Not water, but identification with his death, with his burial, and his resurrection. When he rose, we rose with him. Hallelujah. And then when he ascended to heaven and sat at the right hand of the Father, the scripture says we are seated with him. Praise God. So when he rose from the dead, by identification, we rose with him. In his glorification, he has been made to sit at the right hand of the Father. Praise God. He has been made to sit at the right hand of the Father. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6. And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So you are seated in Christ in heavenly places. Praise the Lord. You are seated in Christ in heavenly places. Praise God. Now, Ephesians chapter number 1, the verse number 20 to 23, spoke of something very instructive. When he wrote the scriptures which he wrote in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand, in the heavenly places. 21. Far above our principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Verse 22. And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Praise the Lord. He's given him to be what? He's put everything under him, which is his body. The church is called his body. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. Now we see two things happen here. For the verse 20 to 21, we see Christ being spoken of as the head. Christ and that I said represented the authority. The authority. The headship there represents what? Authority. Praise God. 
the hardship 20 between 20 and 21. The hardship represents authority. But 21, sorry, 22 and 23, the verses number 22 and 23 speaks of our identity, his identification with the church. Talking about the body, which is his body. Hallelujah. The church, which is his body, and has put all things where? Under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. And the church is his body, has put all things. Hence, the word head would infer two things. It will mean concerning Christ, his authority. And with regards to his relationship to the church, he is our source and the believer is found in him and in him alone. Praise God. So we are found in him and he, he also is our source, our head, our source. So the church refers to a people, specific group of people. That is those who have believed in the gospel of Christ and are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. They receive the gospel of Christ and are indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So how does one get saved? Simple. One gets saved when they believe the gospel. Acts 16 verse 30 to 31. How does one get saved? Acts 16, 30 to 31. And brought them out and said, Says, what must I do to be saved? So that's the question. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in the Lordship. The fact that he rose and became the head, he became the Lord. So believe in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And thou shalt be saved and thy house. That's how a man gets saved. You don't get saved by being baptized into water. You get saved by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. This is how a man gets what? Saved. So the church of Jesus Christ, which is his body, is always spoken of, number one, as a spiritual entity. It's a spiritual gathering. It's a gathering, but it's a spiritual gathering, praise God, of different nations. So you can't have a group of a particular tribe gathering in one place and calling that a church. That is a tribalistic church. Amen. So they call it um, church of uh, maybe something. Come one country, give an ethnic group or nation and attach it to the church. No, 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 no. That is not a church. It's a social gathering. Very soon there will be confusion. We found an example of that in Acts chapter 6. When they were gathering, the scripture tells us that the ethnic groups began to fight among themselves. Yeah. They are, they, they are, their food, they are sharing, we are not getting some. They are, they are, the, 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 the Nigerians have taken over the food from the Ghanaians. And then the, the Scottish people have taken over the gossip or something. I mean, things like that. Silly things like that. And so, I mean, all kinds of things. This will create problems. That's why the church must not be a church of a nation. It must be a church of all nations. Hallelujah. A church of all tribes. A church of, a church of earthly status and genders, male and female. Not a church of only women. No. A church of men and women. Praise the Lord. Of those who have believed in the gospel in Christ Jesus. Praise God. So, 
The church is a gathering. Galatians chapter 3, verse 27 to 28. Galatians chapter 3, verse 27 to 28. Uh, it says, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. That's it there. There's no, there's no tribe. There is no nation. Whether you are Jew, you are Greek, it doesn't matter. There is neither bond nor free. Whether you are slave or you are free, it doesn't matter. Whether you have PPD, GGD, PhD, whatever D, it doesn't matter in the church of God. You can have all the DDs and the PPs and all the qualification. When you come to church, you put it in your pocket. It is your personal qualification. Keep it. When you come to church, there is neither male nor female. And so I was like, no, no, I can't have a, a woman be my pastor. Who taught you that? No. In Christ Jesus, there is no male nor female. The Bible says, no, no man after the flesh, but after the spirit. Praise God. So no, no man after the flesh, but after the spirit. For ye all, ye are all one in Christ Jesus. So anybody that is a member of the body of Christ must be one. We are one. There is no male or female. There is no free. There is no special person. That's why if you come to UW, we will not make you any special. Yeah, yeah. No matter where you are, you, we are all children of God. We are all Christians. So we will, we will honor you, we will respect you, but you are not special. It doesn't matter how much you give. We don't even know and we don't care. And we don't want to care. We don't want to know. When was the last time we ever asked you bring a special offering? We don't, we don't care. Amen? So how much you give doesn't matter. It, we will not give you special seat because you give 20000 or 10000 You will maybe sit at the back. Yeah. To humble you. Why? Because there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither born nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one. We are all one. There's no special person. We don't have to make ourselves special. We are all one, including the pastor. I'm a boy of God first, before I became a pastor. Yeah. So before my father, I am just another believer, like every other believer. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, 1 Corinthians 14, 23, we understand this, that you see, the local church is very important. The place of the local church. What is the local church? If therefore the whole church become together into one place. So a local church is when a group of people have come together into one place. They belong to that locality. So maybe they are in Edinburgh. They belong to Edinburgh. They are in that family. They live in that family. They are in that locality. That is when they all come together in one place. They belong to one place in under one structure. Praise the Lord. So as regards Christ, his authority, as regards, as regards the church of God, the church of God, his authority is embedded in the local church. He puts his authority in the local church. And so every believer ought to belong to a local church. Praise God. You don't have to be here and be worshipping in Ghana or Nigeria or in America or in Czechoslovakia, or in Spain. No. You gather in a place. So when you are in a place, and you have not found your local church that you used to belong to, you find a local church that you belong to, 
and you become of service to the body of Christ. Why? Because that is what the church is meant for. For gatherings. 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 Yeah. Your church may be special. They may, they may preach maybe 10 minutes or 20 minutes message. I may be the long preacher, but you need to gather. Amen? Yeah. Paul was a longer preacher than myself. Paul preached until people died. He wake them up and continue preaching till morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if the preaching is entering you, you don't even know the time. You'll be saying, oh, they finished too early. They should have finished. <laughs> they should have gone on. You know? But that is what it, it is. So when we come together, the local church is a gathered place where we gather. Praise God. The believers share, we share something together when we come together. We share what is called spiritual heritage. So in the church, we have what is called spiritual heritage. Okay? We have a spiritual heritage. We identify with Christ. And also, it's a, we are also in a common locality. This is where this local church is important. This thing called local church, where you meet in a place, where you don't have to travel far, 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 far to attend church service. If you have to do that to attend church service, there is something fundamentally wrong with your Christianity. And you need to start looking at it again. Because that's not what the Bible teaches. When the believers got born again, the Bible says they gathered together in one place. Praise God. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. 1 Corinthians 4, 17. What happens in the local church? For this cause I have I sent unto you Timotheus, who is my beloved son, and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways, which be in Christ. So, in the local church, you are brought into the ways in Christ. Then it says, as I teach everywhere in every church. So, in the local church, so Paul is telling us that there are other churches that he goes to to preach and teach where he teaches the same thing. What does he teach? Christ in the local church. Praise God. He teaches Christ in the local church. 1 Corinthians 16, the verse number 1. 1 Corinthians 16, 1. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. So he's talking about churches in different localities. Galatia. Praise God. Churches in Galatia. Verse 19 of this same chapter. Chapter 16. Then it says, The churches of Asia salute you. Aquila and Priscilla salute you. Much in the Lord with the church that is in their house. So I told you the other day there were house churches and all of that. Okay, so there are certain activities that characterize the local church. There are certain activities that characterize the local church. Let's look at that quickly. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 to 16, and then I bring my message to a close. Ephesians 4, verse 11 to 16. So Paul is referring here to what he taught in or in or at different local churches. Ephesians 4, 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. 12. For the perfecting of the saints. Let, can we start from verse 8, please? We'll make a better read. Wherefore he said, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. 
Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above, all, far above all heavens that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers, 12, for the perfecting of the saints. And I explained to you the other day that the word perfecting of the saints there is to supply what is lacking for correct functionality so that people can function well. Okay? It's a Greek word, teleos. For the work of the ministry. No, sorry. It's a Greek word, katatismos, which means to supply what is lacking in the life of a person so that the person can what? Can do the work of the ministry or can be effective in what God has called them to do for the edifying of the body of Christ. So the reason why the believer is perfected is to edify the church of God. The reason why you are perfected is so that another believer's concern becomes your concern. That's why we pray together. We don't pray together because we are gathering people to collect prayers. No, we pray together because you are my concern, I am your concern. We are praying together because we are a local church and a believers in a local church. And if every local church will do what they need to do, there will not be prayer contracts. There will not be prayer contractors. There will not be special prayer um, pastors that will collect your money and bamboozle you and tell you to give a special offering before they pray for you. Amen? And will give you special directions that if they pray for you, you must go and bring some yellow oil, some blue oil. He has to do some special mixing for you because that mixing is from Jerusalem. If every local church is doing what they are supposed to be doing and teaching what they are supposed to be teaching, you, the, the church of God will not be gullible enough. We will not swallow foolishness and go for all kinds of mixings and powders and things. He says he's having a special, special ministration for you. If the Jesus we believe in is not powerful enough to solve your problems and to meet your needs, and you will need a special powder and a special mixing from Jerusalem, oh, then we are of all men most miserable for the perfecting of the sense. So the concern of another believer should become your concern. When you're not seeing another believer in church, that becomes your concern. You don't just invite people to church and leave them alone. You hold their hands together. You grow together. This is called perfecting the sense. You encourage them. Some of times, some of them are under attack from hell. Sometimes, some of them, they are busy. They are being swayed away by this world. The Bible says that Paul talks about Demas. He says, Demas has deserted me. The reason why Demas deserted me is because, says what? The love of this world has taken over his heart. The love of this world. So the love of this world has an ability to take over your heart. When you become so concerned about what you will eat, what you will wear, where you will be, you know, what you must show off at a party, how you will, when there is a social gathering and a party, you see how the prayer line will be jammed. You know, a while ago, as I was looking at the number, the number went to about 45. I was going to go higher because they, they've heard that I, the prayer contractor is here. The pastor will be praying for you, be mentioning your name. Tonight, I'm not doing that, I'm teaching you. Yeah, so if, if you don't like the word, you can go. 
now. Yeah, you can go now. So that we know you have gone. So yeah, they they, they drop because the contractor is not to pay tonight. Tonight I'm not contracting. Yeah, tomorrow I'll contract. But today, no, today I'm teaching. Amen. Yeah. And the teaching will will drive away a lot of the prayer points we have been going to collect. Because if we will know that if we hear the word, we will not go around collecting prayer. Every morning there is prayer somewhere. There's prayer somewhere. The reason is because the believer believes that he must only pray to see results. No. Sometimes you only need me to know the truth and results will start coming. Praise God. So, okay, good. Let's get into this thing. For demons have departed from me. So, we need to be concerned about one another. When you don't see somebody in church, it should become your concern. It should become a concern. We should check on them. Don't wait for a follow-up group to follow them up. And you too, if you have been in church for too long and you are not coming, and somebody has to follow you up for, for you to be, to, for you to know that they care, then there is something wrong with your Christianity. And then from there, you better say, oh, they don't care. That church, even if you don't go to church, they don't call anybody. You, have you called somebody? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with your Christianity? You, why haven't you also called somebody to check on them? Must they always be calling on you? Must you always be the, the center of attraction that they might you? You are the only one they must call? No! What about me? Me too, I can decide. Me too, I'm not coming. Call me. Call, call me, call me, call me. <laughs> I say, call me. <laughs> I say, call me. Yeah. No, no, I'm not going back to that church because when they, you don't even go to church, they don't look for you. What kind of Christianity is that? That is not the Christianity we have learned. Praise God. Now, okay, let's, let's read that Ephesians 11. You see something there. Ephesians 11, we, where did we get to? Ephesians 4, yeah, 13. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. So you see, the unity of the faith is not that all of us will gather in one church, every church will become one. No, we need to have different churches. There's no problem about that. But when we have different churches, you see, the scripture says that we will all come in the unity of the faith. The unity of the faith there is the knowledge of the Son of God. That we kept we learn Christ unto them, then that is what makes you to become what mature unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So Christ fills you, so that we see you, we see Christ. 14. Till we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and the cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait. To deceive. So you see, when you are you belong to a good local church, what happens to you is this: you become stable. You become stable. You are not too and full. The activities that 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 takes place in the local church. If you have a good pastor, you will not be unstable. You will not be unstable. If you are becoming unstable, even after hearing the word for so long, check yourself. Chances are that you are diseased. You need inoculation. And that means that go and take my messages, go on SoundCloud, put it on autoplay, let it play all night, all day, all night, all day, until the disease in your body is out, in your mind is out, your modular braganta, until the disease there is out, until the disease in your system has gone out. Amen? Yeah. That's, that's how it is. If you find out that your appetite for the things of God is going down, your prayer life is going down, your desire for the things of God is going down, you are, you are involved in too much of earthly things. What it means is that put, go to SoundCloud. SoundCloud. The message is not for sale. We are not selling it. It's for free. 
All you need is a good mobile phone. If your phone does not have SoundCloud, it's a stone. It is not a mobile phone. If your phone cannot connect, if you are still using 20, 2007 um, iPhone, go and throw it in the bin. Go and get this land. You can get contracts and get a better phone that can download SoundCloud. So, so, SoundCloud. What did I say? SoundCloud. YouTube. Your phone cannot even go on YouTube. When it has to connect to YouTube, it will be rolling like that, going in circles, round, 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 for almost one hour, you give up. Your phone is the problem. <laughs> yeah, your phone is the problem. YouTube, go to YouTube. Go to Santa. If you can't go there, go to Apple iTunes. The messages are there. They are everywhere. Praise the Lord. So, the thing that must happen in your life is that you must become stable. So the work of your pastor, the fivefold ministry, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, are to make sure that the believer becomes mature and to the believer becomes what? Stable. Sound. Stable. You are not confused. When they are teaching something out there, it should not confuse you. Fifteen. But speaking the truth in love, that you grow up into, into Christ, in all things. In your character, you grow up in Christ. In your love work, you grow up in Christ. Not that everything about everybody, you are the center of the gossip. No. Everything about somebody must concern you. Why? Who made you director general of other people? Other people's matter has become your matter. What, what's your problem? There's something wrong with you, my friend. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. 16. It is from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth. What are you supplying in the house of God? Are you supplying gossip? Supplying other people's matter? You know, I want to, you know, I want to tell you, it's not, you know, it's not my matter, but, you know, hmm, they said, hmm, they said Sister, Sister B, hmm, you know, I'm not going to use anybody's name, so you got me, so I'll use Sister B, I don't know who Sister B is, <laughs> thank God there's no B in the church, is there any B, anybody B, okay, they said Sister B, you know, hmm, I've heard that that day, but, you see, let's pray for Sister B. No, don't make anybody your prayer point. Nobody's matter should become your prayer point. If somebody's matter is your prayer point, there is a problem with you. You are gossip. Simple. No. Don't hear anything and come and make it a prayer point. You are a gossip. Anything you hear that you come and make it a prayer point, you are sick. Make it a prayer point in your private place. Don't make a public prayer point. Why? Supply love. Supply and encourage somebody. Don't sit on their head until they become nobody. No, why? Who made you a judge? The Bible says that the servant of God is servant to his master. If he falleth or rises, he riseth to his master, who is God. So who made you judge? Supply love. Go to the church. Go and bring people. Don't go and gossip about the church to people. That's not, that's not right. In the measure of every part, make it increase. So your part is to make sure the church grows beyond last week's attendance. It grows beyond the other week's attendance. 
You've been in church all this while. The only time you invite people to church is when you are doing your baby dedication. You are ashamed. Or when you are about to eat something in church, you have the party. That's the only time you invite somebody to come to church. What's wrong with you? And yet you are sitting in the word, on the word. You don't think the word is powerful enough and important enough for them? Only baby dedication? Or only what? Uh, or coming to eat your powder yam? Or coming to your, your, your busi? Or whatever? That's the only time you ever get to invite somebody to church. Hi. By that which every joy supplied, what are you supplying? Ask yourself today, what are you supplying? According to the effectual working, in the measure of every part, make it increase of the body unto the defining of itself in love. I told you, the reason why we grow up, the reason why I'm teaching you this, so that you will edify the church. You will, the word edification simply means to encourage, to push the church on in love. 17. This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind. Their mind is corrupt, polluted. Everything is about people, it's about things, it's about something else. No. 18. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. Because of the blindness of their hearts. The understanding is darkened about the church. About what they need to be doing as believers. They are behaving like unbelievers. 19. It says, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness. Control. No more control. Straight. Everything. Break. Car without break. To work all uncleanness with greediness. That has become the life of these people. Verse 20. He says, but ye have not so learned Christ. That's what I want to go to. Ye have not so what? Learned Christ. So when you come to church, you come to what? Learn Christ. You learn Christ. You are taught Christ. That is what discipleship is. To learn Christ and to be taught Christ. Praise God. So one of the fruits of being properly taught in the local church is to be stable. When you are taught well, you become stable. When you are taught well, you become stable. And you see, when you go to the local church, the way you, you get to know that you have found a local church and a good one is you are taught. You are not taught fantasies. You are taught the word. Acts chapter 2 verse 42. The scripture gives us, look at some few practical examples. Acts 2 42. The scripture tells us how that they gathered and they continued the apostles' doctrine. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. These are the things that take place in the local church. Fellowship, doctrine, teaching, and in prayers. And when he talks about the apostles' doctrines, he's telling us about what, what Christ taught them and what they have been teaching. In Acts chapter 6, the scripture tells us how they said themselves that they will give themselves to what? To prayer and to the word. Acts 6 from verse 2. From verse 2. We say that we don't want to concern ourselves with social matters. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God. They had a ministry to the church, is the word of God. Your pastor has a ministry to your church, to the church of God, is the word of God. Not to serve tables. Verse 3. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost 
and wisdom who will give me a point, we may appoint over this business. They will appoint them, but you look. But we will give ourselves continually to what? To prayer and to the ministry of the word. This is the ministry the Lord gave to the apostles. That's what is called apostles' doctrine. That's what they did. They continued in prayer and the word. Praise God. And then Ephesians, I'm sorry, First Peter 2 2, the Bible says, As newborn babes desire the sincere mark of the word, that ye may grow thereby. So in the word of in the church, you are taught the word. Praise God. Acts 20, 20 to 21 also tells us how Paul tells them that he did not hold that back on the teaching. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but I've showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house. He taught them publicly, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. He calls this the teaching. These are the, the these were the doctrine of the apostles. Praise God. So in a local church, you become stable. Praise God. You become stable. You are taught stability. And through the word of God, you become stable. Acts 19. Praise the Lord. You become stable. Acts 19, 8 to 10. Acts 19, 8 to 10. It says, and he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly for the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. He taught what? Boldly. And when dive, and but when divers were hardened and believed not, but speak evil of that way, that way is the gospel, before the multitude, he departed from them and departed from the and separated the disciples, disputing in the school of one Tyrannius. And this continued by the space of two years, so that all they which dwelt in Asia had the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. This is what Paul taught. Paul taught the word. Praise God. And then, of course, God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. This is what happens in a good local church. And then second, that second, I don't know whether second or thirdly now. Now, what you learn in a good local church is discernment. Discernment. You're able to say discern. He says, so that you are not tossed to and fro. But you are able to know when they lie in wait to deceive. You are able to know. You are not tossed to and fro. You learn the ability to discern. If you need to learn the ability to discern, what it simply means is that you have the ability to know right from wrong, truth from error, when it's being taught. Praise God. Now, so this will take me to then. Is it important? Is it important to have the local church when the book of First John chapter two verse twenty says that you have the unction of the Holy Ghost? Let's look at that 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 scripture. But you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. The scripture says, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he shall teach you what? All things. Now he says, but ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. Underline that word, all things. Then if you go to the verse number 27, he uses that same all things there. Praise God. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. And ye need not that any man, any man, take note of that, teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you, teaches you of all things, and his truth, he calls anointing truth, 
and is no lie. And even as it has taught you, ye shall abide in him. The anointing is so that you abide in who? In him. Praise God. So when you have the anointing that will teach you all things, do you still need a local church or a pastor? I want to answer that and then I'll take questions if you have them. Praise God. Now, the way to understand this verse is to first understand who John was speaking to. Who were his audience? First John, the same first John chapter 2 from verse 12 gives us an insight into that. I write unto you little children because your sins are forgiven. Are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you young men because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you little children because ye have known the father. 14. I have written unto you fathers because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you young men because ye are strong and the word of God abideth in you and ye have overcome the wicked one. From this verse you can tell straight ahead he was speaking to a group of believers. A group of what? Believers. Now, so if he's speaking to a group of believers, it means that in this writing that John is writing, he is writing to Christians. He's teaching them. So if there is no need for a teacher, he wouldn't be writing this to them. He is teaching them. And in his teaching, he is telling them that I write unto you, young men, I write unto you what? Unto you, the fathers. And then I write unto you, um, he talks about young men, children, young men, and fathers. These are all a groups, groups of Christians, praise God. So, in the verse number 20, you find him use that word, that you have no man to teach you. Will he be referring to a neglect of the local church? I don't think so. Now, the answer can be found in, let's start from that same first John from verse 18. First John 2, 18. They are just in the same chapter. Let, little children, it is the last time, and as ye have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Or, sorry, let me read it properly. And as ye have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time or the end time. They went out from us. Now, so take note. He says, they went out from us. So that was a church gathering. And some group of people have left that church gathering. They went out from us. But they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have, con they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. The us there tells you that this was a church and a gathering. And some group of people left the gathering. He calls this group of people that have left the gathering their antichrist or antichrist. So the antichrist is a message and this message has to do Simply, Antichrist just simply means anything that opposes Christ. The Antichrist, I mean, this English language. 
okay? Anything that opposes Christ. So John defines the Antichrist as any religion, belief, or system that denies Jesus in his resurrection. Any religion that denies Jesus in his resurrection is called what? The Antichrist. Any teaching that presents another Messiah in the place of Christ is called Antichrist. First John chapter 2, verse 11 to 14. Now he tells us, But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whether he goeth, because that darkness has blinded his eyes. Twelve, I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven, for his name's sake. So that is definitely tells us he's talking about what? Believers who have received forgiveness of sins. I write unto you, fathers, because you have known him. That is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because you have known the Father. This is talking definitely about what? Um, believers. This is the truth he spoke of that they knew now in the verse number 21. The truth he spoke of is what they now know in the verse number 21. This truth of you have known him, you have overcome him. This is what he's speaking of now. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. That is a pretext of this post-text. Okay? Now, let's go to First John chapter 2, verse 24. A few... And then I think I will be running up somewhere. I'll, I'll read all the way to 27 and I'll close. Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist. So he's now haunts it home. That denieth the Father and the Son. So the Antichrist is a message, a system, a system of belief. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same has not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son has the Father also. 24. Let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. You will continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us, even eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. So he called the Antichrist them that what seduce you. Similar to akin to the word that Paul uses in, in Ephesians 4, where it says that they lie in wait to what? To deceive. So they begin to now propound doctrines of devils. They begin to propound messages that deny the authority of Christ over his church. But the anointing which ye have received, so then he goes on, but the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you. And ye need not that any man teach you. The any man there is no false person. Or false messenger or false teacher teach you. So that is not denying the place of a teacher in your life in the local church. Because this whole chapter 
is actually an epistle writing and teaching the young men, the fathers, and the children. So it's a message he's teaching. He wouldn't be talking about teaching and gathering. And he's, sent, he's sending it on false teachers that teaches another Messiah instead of who? Of the Christ. He says, but the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. Ye, and ye need not that any man teach you. Now, so that what does anointing do? It helps you to discern. The anointing gives you what? Discernment. For you to know error from truth. So this is what you need in the local church. Your pastor teaches you such that the moment you begin to hear error, the thing goes off. Bow, 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 in your spirit, you know that mm, 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 this is error. And you need not that any man, that is, the any man that is not a physical man, is talking about the Antichrist, the man that has false gospel teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you of all things and his truth and his no lie. Remember, we've talked about the truth already. And even as it has taught you, ye shall abide in him. Praise God. Ye shall abide in him. Thus, the knowing all things he spoke of in verse 21 refers to their ability to discern the Antichrist. The ability to discern what? The Antichrist or what we call false teachings and not the lack of a local church or a disregard for pastoral teaching or the teacher in your life in a local church. Amen. Nobody greater, nobody greater than you. If you're not sure that you're born again, but you want Jesus to be resident as the Holy Spirit. He says, soon you will not see me. That's his death. But he says, soon you will see me because I go to the Father. The only way we can see him is through the Holy Spirit. If for any reason you want to receive Jesus into your heart, I want to pray for you quickly now, wherever you are, just pray this prayer with me. Declare with me, Father, let the Spirit of God come into me. Let me not be the same. I ask, oh God, that make me a new creation through the work of regeneration, through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Father, I receive into my spirit a new spirit. I am a new creation from today. I refuse to be the son and the daughter of the devil. I receive from today the spirit of sonship therefore i take dominion thank you for the gift of salvation thank you for the gift of salvation father i ask that the holy spirit will come into me strong in the name of jesus now pray this prayer me declare me in the name of jesus if you don't speak in tongues declare me in the name of jesus by the evidence of speaking in tongues i receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost and with the outward manifestation to begin to speak in tongues now in the name of Jesus Holy Spirit I receive the gift of speaking in the Holy Ghost now I went across the deep blue sea couldn't find one to compare to your grace your love your 